Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here, your host for this fine Tuesday evening. This is episode 160, brought to you, presented by Fly Racing, those fine, fine folks that not only support our sport, but also support this show, which means you should support them. Of course, it's Tuesday, it's Seat Time night here in Texas, and it's unfortunately starting to get warm. Oh my gosh, it was... uh the dog actually went in the pool today to cool off. <laughs> See? I felt like jumping in after. I was about to say, I was like, did you go in was, after? Because It yeah. was high 80s. It's pretty nuts, huh? I mean, it's like two weeks ago we had snow, and now we've got high 80s. So, I mean, it's it's Texas, buddy. We're going to start talking about temperature all over again. So, of course, seat time. Not only are we brought to you by Fly Racing, of course, the folks over at Kinda Tire USA. You can learn more about those guys at kindatire.com. Great thing about those guys, if you've noticed, been watching Enduro Cross Series, National Enduro, events like the TKO, huge, huge sponsors of those events because what they're doing is they're putting a very big focus on more like kind of specific tires for those markets. A lot of dual compounds going into that kind of stuff. A lot of research with the riders out there. So if, you, if you're not very familiar with the brand, definitely go check out the website. Learn about that. Maybe you'll see them on the National Enduro site. You're going to see them, of course, on the TKO site and uh, for EnduroCross. So big supporter of us. And they really have updated that. a lot of their tires. Their products out there, if you look, they almost all have a tube behind them. A dose. You know, so they dose. Yeah. This is Texas Dose. Um, so they've been upgrading their products and keeping them current. Yeah, and uh, we, we're, we're, we, of course, will in the near future be giving away, actually, a couple sets. We don't know how we're going to do that yet. If you guys have any uh, ideas on how you think you would like a, your chance at trying to win some Kinda tires, we'd like to hear that. Maybe if it's questions in the chat room, questions through Twitter, stuff on Facebook, any of that kind of stuff, whichever maybe social network you think is the best one, drop it in the comments and let us know, and we'll start putting that together for it. But Kinda has given the okay for us to start giving a couple sets away throughout the year. Now, we're not going to go crazy. Yeah, but we're not but, talking about his used Baja. Yeah, we're not talking about used tires that I've uh, Yeah, Woody <laughs> navigates the Baja rally. You're welcome. We, we, we've got a couple of really real slicks we could take to the drag strip after yeah. Baja, but those aren't the ones we're giving away. And then Stillwell Performance, the guys over at Stillwell Performance, Max Gersten's worked with them for a long time, not just as a rider, but of course he's actually been in the shop as well. So we're going to get a chance to learn more about that and talk with those guys. So if you ride off road. And, of course, you're on a motorcycle with doing these off-road things. If you have questions about suspension or if you feel like you're just not getting the best setup for your for your needs because you're running stock, you're in 4CS, you've got all these questions, I promise you, just go to the website and start talking to Alan Stillwell. Maybe you can find some of the stuff that we do that we've done with him in our videos, and they're going to give you tips. Start asking those questions. I promise you, he's got answers for you. They're gonna, he's going to sell you on his service and what he knows, and that's that's the way to do it. So we really appreciate their support as well. So stillwellperformance.com to check them out. Because we got Max Gersten on first right now, we're going to go ahead and just dive right into that bad boy. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I have got some other uh, just stuff that we're going to talk about, like the new 350 that we've been riding, um, of course the Recluse Cutch and how I tried to screw that up, uh, all kinds of fun stuff, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So Mr. Max Gersten, how is your evening going, kind sir? Man, so far so good. It's only six or so here, but uh, you know, I had a big day and uh, just starting to wind things down a little bit. Um, so so six... you don't go daylight saving time out there, do you? In 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 Arizona? Yeah, good question. You're still standard time. 
I don't know, man. We got we got so much stuff going on with our time zones, man. I just yeah. I just whatever it says, I go with. You know yeah, what I mean? It, and it's also since it's six p.m., that means it's after five somewhere, which is probably where Mister Max Gersten is. So, from what I understand, you probably are a PBR drinker, is from what I hear. Yes, there it is. <laughs> dig it man dig it well look at that. i'm glad you're enjoying your form of a pint full of awesome of course that is definitely what this show is about is enjoying a pint full of awesome that doesn't mean it has to be beer but in this case it will be um a lot Absolutely. of people are going to give me shit for this but there's a story for that and like i said it's coming later in the show where's mine you can have some of this one old man we're givers around here we just we just like Indiana dirt riders my <laughs> goodness gracious i know right that back when i used to travel to louisiana for races so dude congratulations on your podium your first pro enduro cross podium this past weekend in salt lake city how did that feel thanks man i mean i i can't even describe how good it felt it felt so good i mean i just um i mean we've been working so hard for this for so long and it's been a dream of mine since the beginning and uh you know to finally get a pro, pro podium against ra- the best racers in the world i mean it's just it's it's something that you can't even really comprehend so i'm really excited i'm all over it i'm super stoked and I'm ready for more, baby. Bring it on. Let's go. I know, I know, man. So how did you feel? Was there anything different, you know, kind of going into this evening? And, and then, of course, you know, it, it seemed like from pictures on the Instagrams that you probably didn't have the best hot lap. But, you know, kind of talk to us about maybe has anything changed? Has you Have you just been kind of keeping up with, with the Joneses, you know, with the norm? Or, you know, how did you feel going in that you brought you to onto the podium? Yeah, that's a good question, Brian. You know, and, I, and to be honest with you, I haven't been doing anything that's that's ordinary. I mean, I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of mental training, which is just as important as a physical training. And then, um, you know, I've been doing the the elite training program down at Destry Abbott's gym, DAH yeah. training facility. And man, and between those two things, man, it's been able to take me to another level. I've been riding as much as I can on top of all of that. And between, I mean. By the time you do all that, man, I mean, I'm pretty much willing to do whatever I need to do to become a champion. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I just work so hard. I mean, I'm working out four times a week, two hours a day. And, uh, you know, coming into that race, you know, I always try to focus on just having fun and just going out there and getting a flow and having a good time. And that's what's most important to me because when I put too much pressure on myself and I think about things too much – Man, I freeze up, and I don't, I don't. I don't necessarily freeze up, but I just don't ride as well. And um, I really wanted to not do that, so I just try to focus on, you know, hey, all the work's been done. Let's show up. Let's go race. Let's have a good time, and let's party a little bit. And um, and and that's kind of my, that's how I go into races. You know what I mean? Let's go have some fun. Let's go bang some bars, and I love banging bars, and I like fighting. So it really works out like that. And um, yeah, you know, that night, it just, I, I had a really rough hot lap. Obviously, I crashed really hard, went over the bars, landed on my back in the rocks, hit my shoulder really hard. I kind of thought I had a problem there and um, hit my head, hit my shoulder, and uh, it kind of sucked, but, um, you know, I wear the hat for a reason, man. It's time to cowboy up and uh, and let her fly. So, <laughs> I like I mean, it. You know, that's what we do, baby. You know what yeah. I mean? We just. It doesn't bother you. You got it. Can't let it bother you. You just got to block it out and keep it pinned. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny. We actually had some questions 
uh, about your cowboy hat, which I know we'll get to a little bit later. So, See? yeah, tell us a, tell us a little bit about that hot lap where you did. Uh, we've got a great picture that we uh, we got from uh, Destry Abbott's uh, Instagram feed where you were. You just totally went OTB right there in the rocks. Uh, kind of what happened? Was your hot lap going good and you just pinned her and there it was? Or did something more specific happen? Yeah, man, I, I uh, actually had a really good hot lap going, dude. I was pinning it. I nailed all my lines, and I and there was a hole in the rocks that was, like, axle deep plus another six or seven inches. So, I mean, it was, like, super deep hole, and my plan was actually to come through the rocks, carry momentum, and actually go up and over that hole. Well, it just didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> didn't work. And I work. found that hole and just... It was almost like my bike said, fuck you, you're gone. And I went flying, and I and to be honest with you, dude, I was on my back sitting there and laying there like this before I even knew what happened. I did not – I, I, I got to be honest with you. I didn't even know what happened. And I'm sitting there I'm like, oh, I guess I'm okay. Let's keep riding. <laughs> Upward and, uh, and onward. <laughs> Which of those crash yeah. bikes is mine? Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah some of those so, turns were – of course, that was a hot lap. You were the only one there. Yeah, I was the only one there, so I didn't have to get worried about getting run over. So that was the good news. But you know, and it kind of like I've I have a history of not being able to put together a hot lap, which is kind of unlike me. I'm pretty good at um, working under pressure, um, but I wasn't worried about it. I didn't even care. I just got up, finished my hot lap. I had the I had the, literally the slowest hot lap of the day. I was like the last person on the hot lap, and I wasn't worried about it. I said, you know what? And I had a second row start in my heat race, and I started second row, and I was in qualifying position by the second corner. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, what else are you going to do? Are you going to get yep. worked up about it? So I just came into that my heat race, just like, yeah, whatever. Had a shitty hot lap, but we're gonna we're gonna overcome that. And we're gonna have a good night. You know? There you That's, go. How else are you gonna look at it? So I just kind of said, you know what? Yeah, it's sore, but you know, right it's on. not gonna hurt tomorrow when I do well. So let's 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 go, baby. Let's yep. go. Well, Max, talking about that second turn, let's talk about that first turn for a second. That was the nastiest log section I think I've ever seen. It used to be bad, like you were racing at Guthrie, when you'd come right out of the water hole and climb up 20 feet worth of stuff and go down. But in this one, you not only had to do the logs, you had to turn on the logs, go straight on the logs, and then turn on the logs again. And it was nothing but a a demolition derby all night. So how how did you succeed through there? I don't know, man. I mean, it was a total CF on that log corner because, I mean, like, they, it wasn't like you turned and then had the log. It was like you turned on the log. So right. it was they put it in just the wrong place, which right. is basically the story of the Enduro Cross which, life. Which it's is only, an Enduro Cross is just, just the, the right place. place. <laughs> the only yeah, thing they so, could have done to make it worse would put a water feature right in front of it or something. That yeah, would have been a, fa- yeah, a fountain nice. right in the middle yeah. of it. Then yeah, it would have been start- ridiculous. But yeah, so, how did you succeed? In the, in the water. Well, yeah. it looked like uh, like guys like yourself did. They had some really good Instagram videos of you doing a really nice foot plant there on that rock to get around there. I think Mike Brown had something the same thing. So, if you're coming in there and nobody's really close, was that kind of the hot way to hit that turn? Uh, no, I actually fit a little wider in that sweeper and actually squared up and hit it straight on and uh, keep my feet on the pegs, but. Uh, you know, off the start, it was. I think it was more about being smart than it was about being aggressive or anything like that. Because being too aggressive on that thing, dude, that that'll get in your trouble. Because yep. it was a big enough log where if you don't get a drive going up it, you'll fall back down. So you had to really nail it. Uh, so I think it was just as just as important to be smart about it and actually, you know, fig- 
pick your line and check up yeah. if everybody's getting a little too aggressive and uh, fade back, you know. Let all the I dominoes just, fall in front of you rather than be one of them. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Let them crash, let them figure it all out, and then you can drop in and, um, you know, do what, do what you need to do from there. Uh, overall, I, I kind of, uh, obviously, we've only been able to really watch the highlight videos right. so far on YouTube and obviously some of the hot laps that the Endurocross guys have put up. Um, I, I, I mean, it looked like the racing was intense and everybody was kind of making mistakes and gaining and losing, losing spots throughout the evening. But the one thing is, like, it seemed really quick. Like the, I mean, I think Mike Brown's hot lap was like a thirty-one point one, and then of yeah. course, and then no, uh, and he had that ridiculous quad that he hit in the middle of it. But then as well, um, no water feature. So when you guys kind of showed up and saw the track and things like that, and start analyzing the obstacles that were out there, what were you? What were some of the the overlying thoughts? I mean, like, oh, this is slow. Oh, this is faster. Uh, like, what were kind of some of the thoughts? Uh, you know, I mean, there's so many different styles of riders, but the guys that had the motocross background were stoked, and the guys that had the trials and extreme enduro background like myself were like, oh, this is going to be kind of a fast track. So we kind of had a good mix, but I mean, it was, for the most part, it was a pretty simple track. I mean, the rock section wasn't that bad. The water, I mean, the water, they didn't have any water, so it didn't get super, super slippery, which usually changes everything. Right, yeah. So it was pretty simple. I mean, for me, it was really, I don't want to say easy, but I want to say simple track, and it wasn't too technical. I, I usually prefer the tracks a little more technical, especially because I'm on the two-stroke now. Yep. And that thing just, that two-stroke just loves the gnarly. It's just like, throw it to me, baby. Give me that gnarly, and I'm going to eat it right up. <laughs> so, I like I, you know, I kinda, I'm kind of looking for gnarly tracks this year, but... You know, the 300 two-stroke works so well everywhere. That's the thing. Like, I when I first started riding it, I thought I was going to be given something up. Like, I thought I was going to be given up some, like, some fast-paced stuff where, like, in the in the jumps and stuff like that. And, you know, but I ended up not. Like, I could jump everything. And obviously, except for the quad, which is just ridiculous. I mean, Brownie was the only one even doing that. <laughs> I mean, it was just, that, uh, just that like... 125 Supercross or Motocross yeah. Championship background right there hitting that thing the way he did. That was insane. Yeah, I mean the guy's a hundred years old and hitting stuff that nobody else is hitting. It's like, yeah, you're pissing us off. You, he's a he's a robot, dude. He's a robot. Oh, uh, so. it's so awesome. Now, you were talking about the three hundred. Now you did make a switch. There was a time into 2015 and obviously prior years where you were so you were going to be racing the 350 again this year. And at some point you rode a 300 and called Alan. You're like, I'm changing it up. So talk to talk us through that. Like, why did you make? What happened then? That made you make that decision. Uh, you know, that's a really good question. And actually, coming in, like you said, like coming into 2015, I was pretty dead set on riding the 350. And you know, the 350 is a really good bike, and it's really good for enduro cross. It works really well. I rode. Here's one for you. I rode. I took my 300 to the enduro cross track along with my 350. And at that point, I had been riding the 300 two stroke, so I was really used to it, and I was really jiving with it. And I did lap times. I brought one of my girls out with me and said, hey, let's go do some lap times. So we went out there, did some lap times, and I was, this is no bullshit, I was two to four seconds a lap faster on my two-stroke than I was on my four-stroke. And that was on a track that catered the two-stroke. It was really gnarly. But I'm like, well, I'm just going to learn how to ride this thing in the in the jumps then because this is nice. Yeah. And 
that's that's where and I was like, dude, a lot of times are speaking for itself. So I'm riding the two stroke. Very cool. Biggest yep. biggest uh, uh not adaptation. Biggest thing that you had to adapt to. Uh, obviously my yeah. grammar's right there. So what was kind of like you're like okay you're you're three fifty you're three fifty you're three fifty you're starting to ride the three hundred for fun now you're bam I'm I'm riding the three hundred. What was that biggest thing that you had to learn how to adapt to on the three hundred versus the the four stroke three fifty? Right, that's you know that's another great question. I mean, it's just the throttle control and clutch control is basically it. I mean, it's so much more important on the three hundred. You have to be right there with your clutch. You got to be right there with your throttle. You have to get your timing down when you, you know, everything's about timing. It's all timing. So I had to, my, my, the adaptation I made, I basically just rode the 300 more and I just got really, 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 really used to it. And the more I ride that thing, the more I love it because I get better at riding it and I get my timing better. And, um, you know, at 300, it's just so responsive. You have to be better at, you have to be more on top of your clutch control. And more on top of your clutch, uh, throttle and clutch control, excuse me. But it's, 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 for me, it's better. It's better for me. Right on. Yeah. Oh, um, oh go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go for it. When you're saying clutch control, is it because you're trying to avoid wheel spin or you're trying to avoid like bogging from being in too tall a gear? Um, it's actually a little bit of both, mainly wheel spin. Cause, you know, if you come into the rock section like, Ree! I mean, you're just going to spin and bounce and flail all over the place, and your feet are going to be out, and you're not going to be having a good day. But if you come into that rock section and go, whoop, then everything's going to be kosher, you know, or, you know, it's going to hook up. Yeah. So you have to learn to use the bike in the part, in, in the power range, you know, in certain parts of the track where it wants to be used. In the rocks, it needs to be low end. In the turns, it likes the high end a little bit more. So you really learn to, to learn how to use the bike where it works the best you know what i mean yeah and, and so what you're saying is that everybody who wants to be a better rider needs to get more seat time that's it baby yeah. seat time see and more pint full of awesomes bam that's what i'm talking about i love it we <laughs> need to remember to go back through these steven and pull some of these clips out we've got a ton of them we just never have time to remember to go back in there and do that kind of stuff <laughs> so You've been with Beta for a while now. That's awesome. You know, you're you're the past 2000, you're the 2012 junior, you know, Enduro Cross champion, and you've been with yep. Beta for a long time, having a lot of fun there. Um, is there what's your contract looking like right now? You know, I mean, how long do you do you see that relationship working? I mean, I would imagine it's very positive. But yeah, that's a good question. You know, I've been I've been with them since 2012. You know, I got a like you said, I got a junior championship in 2012. 2013 and 14 was another were two big learning years for me, and um, you know this year I'm actually looking for strong finishes. 2014, I had a I had you know I ended up fifth place in points, which is huge. I mean that's really really good. Yeah. And um, you know, you know I, I've never year, gotten fourth in the Enduro Cross series ever. Yeah, it's I mean, tough. so good job. Fifth. Yeah, I ended up fifth. <laughs> so it's not easy, but this year I'm looking for third, and you know I see you know. You know, Tim Pillage, my boss over at Beta, we got such a good relationship and, you know, it's, 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 it's not, I mean, I don't take it for granted. I mean, he, he's on my team and vice versa and we work together on things and he's, and, and, um, you know, it all really works out pretty well. I love being on the team. I see it going somewhere in the future. 
I've been with them since 2012 now, so that's got that speaks for something. You know, in 2012, it started off as basically an amateur deal. Like, hey, dude, we'll give you a bike, and you know, we'll put you under the tent, kind of thing. Right. And it's basically evolved into a full factory deal now. And um, you know, I it's it's another thing is you know he he knows how I operate. You know, he he knows that I'm out working hard. I want it really bad. I'm motivated. And that speaks a lot for him, you know. I mean, he likes that kind of stuff, so Absolutely. I see it going somewhere. And I like, and, and and to be honest with you, Brian, I I love the bikes. The bike is so good. I mean, we have what I feel is the best suspension. The motor is great, and the chassis is unlike anything I've ever ridden. I it turns great. I mean, the thing turns like a Suzuki, and it, it just. Everything about it is is great. I love the motorcycle, so I don't see a reason to go anywhere else. To be honest with you, in the next couple of years, I'm on a one year contract right now, so at the end of this year, my contract will be up. But um, I'd like to resign with them. Right? Yeah. No, I can understand that. It's um, I I kind of I think a lot of people have always wondered. I know I have. Like, why is KTM still make a chromoly frame bike? You know, and why does Beta still make a chromoly frame bike? And why do a lot of European manufacturers make but but if you there have been pictures of KTM aluminum yep. frame test bikes and other yep. manufacturers have tried those and they say that the, you know the, the, their responsiveness to the bikes is what they worry about more so with that chassis and that's why they still make them with those chromoly steel frames so it's interesting it's like the japanese kind of manufacturers yeah. have chosen to go aluminum now is that just because it's cheaper i mean it, who really knows? You know, I, I'm definitely by no means everybody knows this. I'm not a scientist. I'm never going to claim to be one. Dude, <laughs> but I you thought kind you were, are, dude. Hey, You're hey, a scientist. I can fake it really well. But you, but you, you've got some. We, we've also heard people talk about changing their suspension settings because there's no flex in the chassis. If you remember yeah. last year, the the super shot of Villapoto with his forks literally going back and forth like this because the frame wasn't moving a right. millimeter. Um, now yeah. we don't want to go too far. Like I mean, the bikes I started on, where you'd go into a turn and the whole frame would, would twist, <laughs> and then you'd come out of the turn and it would untwist, and you had no idea where you were going. Yeah, that was your uh, suspension. Actually, what, what you just said is actually a really, really good point. Um, I learned a lot about that when I was working for Alan Stillwell over at Stillwell Performance, and I always said to him, "Al, let's take this set of forks from a KTM and put them on a Cowie." Or vice versa. And he would say it would never work. He's done it, basically. It doesn't work because the bikes are so different, not just be like you said, not just because the chassis, but because the frames, aluminum versus steel, it's a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it is. It's huge. Yeah. So, and you know that KT, like, and one of the things that you see, brands like KTM, brands like Beta, brands like Gas Gas that are running these uh, chromoly frames, you know, th th a lot of their. R&D goes into making sure that those points, like to your yeah. point, that at the head at the head tube where you're going to get a lot of that flexion because of the suspension or what you're trying to avoid, you know, they're going to different gussets and the way that they weld mm -hmm. it is going to be different. The way that it's structurally built is obviously different. And there, so and the metallurgy, yeah, exactly. You know, steel is not steel. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. All kinds of different alloys. Yeah, of course, yeah. aluminum's not aluminum. There's all kinds of different alloys, but it's just, right. it, I mean, it just takes. It just takes buckets of time and you know buckets of money to test. Yeah, make that yeah, work. Yeah, and you yeah. know, I, 
I think I, I I believe that you know KTM and Beta and everybody else who who uses steel frames. I I think I don't think they don't use aluminum frames because a because they're 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 dead set on the steel. I think it's I don't think it's because of lack of knowledge. I think they've tested everything and that they have truly found that the steel frame provides the best performance. That I believe that. So I you know like I said my my beta handles amazing you know i love how that thing handles yeah but i haven't ridden an aluminum frame in the last eight years yeah, so yeah, i wouldn't yeah. necessarily know that's true and then we've got guys like ken roxon who was doing fantastic on ktms he was and, and chose to go you know ride a suzuki which you even said it uh, it does it you know it turns like a suzuki like mm-hmm. there's still that the you know the, those brands still keep that that feeling that people really enjoy right. to those motorcycles, regardless of it being steel or aluminum or anything like that. So obviously yeah. there's there's some uh, consistency there. I believe that was the team that was making settings to take up for the uh, aluminum chassis. Really? Well, yeah. When I heard the Shaheen and company talking about it, they were talking about. I think it was the Suzuki team that had to make suspension changes for him. Because he was so used to a steel frame bike. <laughs> yeah. I, I, boy, I could be wrong. I... Hey, that's okay. No, it just there's so it's a three hour program. So for me to miss, for me to not pay attention to a three hour program or miss something is uh, you could put money on that. So no, but believe me, you're probably right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the stuff that people were hitting up with us too on Facebook really quick. We got a couple questions, especially Mike Tosh was like, "Can Max Gersten give a live race report?" And I'm like, "I'm like, sure, he can say whatever he wants. You know, it's not like it's only a Q and A. Like he can only answer the question we ask." But then I'm like, well, "Wait a minute, is there something more to what a live race report is?" So I figure I'm going to say, "Hey, do you have a live race report?" And if it is something other than what I expect, that we're going to get it, right? A live race report takes a lot, man. I mean, I gotta, I have to mentally prepare. I have to emotionally prepare. I have to physically prepare. It's a big thing. But if you guys want it, I will provide. Do There'd Do I need to remove my earplugs? All you'd get is no, dude. Put them in. It's gonna get noisy in here. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm afraid of. Okay, bring it. Salt Lake City Enduro Cross 2015. We show up. Weather's perfect and it's the perfect storm to get us a podium i mean there's not i I pretty much said everything that i've said before but i'm just gonna fire off on this and just basically tell it like it is i mean we show up i'm i'm excited to ride i hadn't been riding for like three days and when i go more than two days without riding i start to get like oh god i I don't feel right and uh so i'm coming in you know and uh time to go race and so Feels good. Everything's right. Bike is so good. I test the bike out around the parking lot a little bit and watch the racing during the day program. And you know, we, like you said, like we we walked the track and and the track was. I was like, ooh, this is going to be pretty easy. But uh, I guess I'm just going to fire away on this deal. And practice went really well. I had a really fun time in practice, and I was just focusing on having fun. The bike. I made a little adjustment to my motor on my bike, and um, sorry, that was my dad. And uh, the bike was just so snapping, so responsive, and just like that, that classic two-stroke sound, it was just like, just oh, just felt and sounded so good. 
and there's nothing like laying down some two-stroke power on some fresh dirt, baby. You know, you guys know how it goes. Oh, yeah. So I was just having so much fun at practice. Hot lap came around. Having a great hot lap. OTB. Man, I went flying over the bars. I just got bit slapped into the rocks. I actually hit my head pretty hard, my shoulder, and my back when I landed. But, uh, you know, it's time to cowboy up. You know what I mean? Let's go. Let's 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 rock this thing. So the I helmet's back still up. on. Let's keep riding. Let's keep riding. You know what I mean? A little pain. It's whatever. You got to just block it out. That's what we do. So I had actually last gate pick in my heat race. So I started second row in my heat race. And uh, I'm like, you know, whatever. Let's just go have some fun. I mean, I'll figure it out. I always... I live by that saying, I'll figure it out later. So I'm like, I'll figure it out later. So later is like now, I'm on the gate. Gate drops, I'm in the second row. I got to lay down some perfect power for like five feet. And then, I, like I said, I had to play it smart. Everybody kind of shuffled around. People got bunched up. I kind of tried to sneak by to the left a little bit. I tried to be smart about it. I was in like, I want to say fourth, fifth, or sixth. Uh, coming in the second corner, more guys got bunched up in the second corner. I was able to kind of find a nice little middle line. Coming out of the second corner, dude, I was in third place in my heat race behind Wally and uh, Mike Brown. I was able to get by Wally by the end of the race. I got second in my heat. Cool, straight to the main. Let's rock this baby, you know. And um, coming to the coming to the main event, we did the the hot lap. So I did my hot lap. My second hot lap actually went went really well. Had a just a solid time. Nothing ridiculous, but uh, it just felt good. And um, so yeah, that was good. And then I got a pretty good gate pick. And uh, I uh, coming to the main event, you know, it was a good time. I had a pretty good start, and people got bunched up in the second corner. Um, there was a huge pile up in the second corner. And I was actually able to skate by, and, um, you know, I got kind of lucky on that deal, but it was kind of like a pile drive into the back of them or kind of skate over this rock. So I kind of skated over the rock. I dropped right into third place or second place at that point, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to hold this up. I'm going to keep my shoulders wide. I'm going to keep it pinned. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold this thing in second. And, um, you know, Hager eventually caught up to me, and I was able to hold him off for, I want to say, five or six laps, and, uh, he finally got by me. He was riding really well. So was Brownie, who was out in front of me. He was riding like a robot, too, man. That dude is just a robot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was able to hold on for third, man. I rode well. I felt solid. My fitness was great. I was having a great time. My bike was awesome. And, you know, I can't complain. I had a good time. The whole team, my bike, my, my, my suspension was working good. And um, I, I just... Brought it home for third, baby. That's like the end it. of the story. I like it. Next time I ask you for a live recap, I'm gonna put a I'm gonna put a, a time frame on it. No, you're not. Yeah, that was awesome. No, it was awesome. What I want to do is I want to say, holy crap! I think you make the best bike noises ever. So, somebody like you really have. Okay, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let's have some fun with this. So we're on your 300, right? And we're coming in. To we're we're just say we're coming like down a little divot, right? And we're gonna come up this divot and go up maybe like a 15, 20 foot kind of steep face. So you're going in. So what's the bike sound like as you kind of come in, start to rev it up, and then wrap yourself up the hill? What kind of hill are we talking about here? Let's uh, I, I say we'll go with fairly gnarly. We're not gonna go with your. I mean, th- this is one about ninety percent of the time you're gonna make it. 
Alright, so I got a hairpin corner, I'm coming in, I got a little run up, and we got a gnarly hill. Yep. Okay. Come in, on the brakes, corner, and that was and a whip at the top. The and then, of course, yeah, then that's the airing it out at the top. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. I like yeah. it. All right. I want to hear one more gate start for you. So you're at, you're at your enduro cross. You're on your 300. And you're, you're, so give us like two to three seconds of warming up. And then you see the board okay. come up. So then you get the, then you get to hit the revs. Yeah, yeah. All right. Cool. Sounds good. 30 second girl comes up. I'm looking at the 30 second girl. I'm really digging her. Bing 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 thirty second board turn sideways. Yes. First corner. First corner. Elbows out. Out. Alright, any others while we're here? While we're in while we're in. I'm actually I'm actually uh pretty good at describing like a super cross section, so let's say we're going through a whoop section. Oh, this will be a good. rhythm section. Yeah, so a whoop section. We got a ninety uh, hairpin turn, a rhythm section, and then a triple. Ready? I'm, I'm in. We're off. Triple. That's what I got for you right there. I don't even. I, c- I couldn't do it now. I'm I'm so just like that sounds so. But you awful. can see it. <laughs> I can. And yeah. that's what it was like 15 years ago. What's even better is how you in the midst you don't actually breathe in. You describe what what the the, the next bit. So like in the turn or you know up the hill or the, I'm like yeah. 30 second board turns. I was like that's when I'd be breathing. How are you? You know what I mean? I don't know how you're doing that, but I'm digging it. That's for sure. I, I don't I don't have to breathe, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing for suckers, man. Okay, so yeah, thank you because that was amazing. That was awesome, and I'm loving it. So let's get to the cowboy hat. We talked about that hat. I think it maybe was at Vegas when we were hanging out having a couple beers, but I personally don't want to screw the story up. But what we had is our friend John from Oklahoma on Facebook was asking when we, when we mentioned that you were going to be on the show tonight. He wanted to know if there's any chance that you happen to get inspiration from Kenny Bartram. And I don't think there's any in- inspiration there, but of course, I'm not the one who's going to speak for you. I'm going to let you tell us the story about how you kind of got into wearing you know, the, the Max Gersten cowboy hats. <laughs> That's a great question. And actually, I didn't really get inspiration from Kenny. I got inspiration from my grandfather. Uh, my grandpa was a farmer, man. He was a tough son of a bitch and uh you know, when I was just a little kid, just a little, you know, just a little, little kid, you know, I was like, I want a cowboy hat. And there was, oh, there was always something about a cowboy hat that just I loved. So I've basically been wearing a cowboy hat since I was just a young bug, man. And um, growing up racing and stuff, I mean, there was times when I didn't have it or I had it. And, um, you know, I finally came to the conclusion, like, you know what? This is what I like. This is kind of where I come from, and I like it, you know, and I'm going to embrace it a little bit. And, uh, you know, I just started wearing it, and people started kind of making it my thing. And I didn't make it my thing. They made it my thing. I'm like, you know, I'm just wearing the hat that I like to wear. You know what I mean? uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and then after that, I was kind of like, you know what? This is kind of catching on. Like, And then I kind of just made a pact to myself. Like, you know what? I'm wearing a cowboy hat, and when people want me to wear something else on the podium or Whatever, I'm like, I'm not doing it, dude. I'm just going to wear my cowboy hat. 
you know, maybe we could put some stickers on it or whatever. But I was I go, just about to part, say, we need to get a, a seat time sticker, a like, right in the front the there. Right in the yeah, front of the Yeah, man. Head. I mean, I'm down. Yeah, dude, I'm down for whatever. I mean, this is my, this is my Stetson, you know, so th- this, this one doesn't get a lot of stickers. It just but, gets a lot uh, of love. For the most part, yeah, just a lot of love, baby. I mean, a dirty hat's a good hat. You probably can't see how dirty it is, but she's a, she's a pretty girl, you know. I like a dirty hat, but, um, but yeah, I've just been wearing it since I was a little kid, and I figured, you know, I'm going to keep this racing thing going, and if something happens with it, I'm not going to change, man. I'm going to stay my old self and just stay that kind of cowboy self, you know. I'm going to stay true, stay tough, and uh, it kind of reminds me, too, to stay tough and, and, and just be, be a real person. So that's, 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 what, that's the story behind the cowboy hat right there. Dig it. And then, uh, of course, if that's your only hat, they might get a little gamey. So how often do you have to change the oil in your hat? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just what you call that, it good. Yeah. And then you got to save it for That's Austin because what you're in fourth place now overall, so you've qualified for X Games. Yeah. So make yeah. sure you bring it to Texas. They'll think you're a Texan. Oh yeah, he had it. You had it last year. Oh yeah, because you had it at the after party. Yeah. But, oh, but dude, you're I, in. I always have my cowboy hat, man. Yeah. If you guys catch me without my cowboy hat on, let me make you a deal. If you catch me without my cowboy hat on, you have free reign to punch me in the face. Well, I'm not a violent person. Or, or a helmet. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm cowboy gonna hat or helmet. helmet. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm also not a strong individual, so I'm not. A, I'm not a violent person, so I'm not gonna punch him without a helmet. And I'm not a strong person, get, so I'm not gonna punch him in the helmet. Yeah, that's gonna lead to do a graphic for you or something. Break my uh, my little baby hands that everybody knows I already have problems with, right, Stephen? Yeah, me and my little baby hands. We don't need this. We don't. Get, yeah, get somebody to airbrush yeah, a, a hat on your helmet. You know, Ooh. so it looks like a cowboy hat on your helmet. I like that. Yeah, and, I, and I'll, I'll warn you. I mean, I'll probably fight back, you know, but it's okay. It'll okay, be fun. but it, it's it's all in good fun. <laughs> it's all in good fun. I like it. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, yeah no, uh, kind of like one of the last things I was going to touch on was X Games. So I've got two questions. Uh, have you heard anything about track setup? And if you have, what have you heard? And second thing is, is your mom going to drink vodka out of the bottle again? <laughs> First off, I haven't heard anything about track setup second off probably <laughs> my mom my mom likes to party and if i do well she really likes to party and i like to party too so hey man that was get it popping that was the funniest thing man that was hilarious like every like i don't know we were at that <laughs> at that the beginning of that after party anyway and all of a sudden like you see Max Gersten's little mom, or Max is there, and he's everybody, hey, this is my mom, this is my dad, and I didn't never met him before, so I was like, oh, cool, and right when I meet him, just so happens, I think it was maybe Cody Webb, or somebody was passing around one of the vodka bottles, and she just snatched it up, and picked it up, and started chugging out of it, and I'm just like, holy, I was like, I'm getting shot up by a short little older lady than me, I was like, this is intense, and uh, yeah, yeah, I was like, this will be fun, this will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another yeah, vo- another vodka fan. It was a Ted's. It was a Ted's. Yeah, dude. That's let me let me tell you that the Gerstens like to party, man. I mean, I my parents are just fun fun people, man. My parents were always the yes people, man. Whenever I wanted to do something, it was always yes. And I'm so fortunate to have such cool parents. My mom is kind of cool. She's super cool. Likes to have fun. Likes to um likes to party, baby. Let's like let's it. get it popping. Well, uh, are you going to make it down this year for X Games? I know you guys had just kind of moved and oh, all yeah. that stuff. So yeah, we couldn't were... we couldn't last year, but yeah. we're going to try to make it this right year. Right on, yeah. So uh, hopefully, because last year we had uh, 
You know, it was, we, we took the whole family down there, but just because of all the stuff that goes on with all the media and everything, Tam went away. Tim was hanging out with the kids with uh, some family friends, you know, that had other kids and all that jazz. Trying to see if I can get her and the older, uh, our oldest daughter, Kaylin, actually out to the event this time. So we're going to try to see how that goes. It'd be fun to get Kaylin out there watching yeah. more. More of the racing to see how that goes down. She but yeah, has a motorcycle. Now. Yeah, yeah, I know. You would really enjoy X Games, I think. It's at Coda where we where we oh. got a chance to watch the F one. Now the only thing that sucks is just like with Coda or any time you go to Coda, walk, 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 walk. Yeah. You just walk. It is such a large property. Oh yeah. my gosh! But yeah. they can put everything. Oh, you're just gigantic. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And yeah. it was cool as I had a media pass. I could go pretty much anywhere I wanted. Up until I was at the venue that I wanted to shoot at. And then they're like, oh, you're media? You're in this pin over here <laughs> far away from the track. And I was like, well, what about the people right in front hey, of me? They're like, you know oh. What's the problem was, Brian? I wasn't your, I wasn't Brian, your friend? Was, dude, yeah, dude. You, you, the problem was you asked too many questions, dude. You got to go in. Oh, and, believe and me. I got kicked out again. a lot because that's exactly what I did. I just was walking okay, well, in and they good. were like. So I was like, all right, fine. God. And I was just really glad that I had my 780-200 lens because that way I could just zoom in really tight on all the on all the goods that were going on. Well, cool. Well, we look forward to uh, – that's probably, unfortunately, the next time we'll get a chance to hang out in person. I don't think that there's funds this year for us to make it to any more live events. We've got a lot of weird stuff going on in the on the, on the background that we're trying to put together. So we're trying to just run a tight ship this year. But we'll be down there just because it's family fun. Like that's yeah. a good trip for all of us to go down there. We get a chance to see some of our friends that live down there in Austin. All of our kids get to hang out. So I look forward to that, man. Other up until then, May first, Las Vegas. That's the next yep. Enduro Cross for you guys. What else is going to be going on for yeah. you? You know, I'm just going to keep up with the keep up with the training, man. I've been training a lot down at Destries, like I said, and uh, you know, I got my business. I started my pool service business, so I got that going on two days a week. And by the time I do that. I run my business and I train and I ride. Man, my time is pretty much filled up. So nice. Uh, the next focus is Vegas, and uh, you know if I find a local race or something like that nearby, I'll, I'll do that. But if not, I'll, Vegas it is, baby. Let's rock it. I like it, dude. Well, keep the keep the cowboy hat dirty and the PBR cans empty. I don't. I don't. That's right. Yeah. Don't don't change the oil in that hat. Yeah. Just keep keep doing what you're oh. doing, man, and keep it pinned, right? Absolutely, man. That's what it's all about. Keeping Heck it yeah. fun, having fun, keeping it pinned. Well, thank you for being on the show again. I know the last it's been a long time, unfortunately, and I have to say thank yeah. you very much for the brap noises. Those were, I've 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 yet to hear better for damn sure. That's that's such an honor. That's such an honor. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> Don't blow don't blow don't, so don't blow air up my skirt. You got a podium finish on that one too. Hey oh nice. All right, dude, you have fun out there and uh do give us some shout outs when you finish off a PBR can on on uh, on the Instagrams. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Hey, really thanks thanks a lot for having me on the show, you guys. Um really appreciate it and uh give me a call whenever and let's uh let's party. I like it, man. We'll see you in uh not Vegas unfortunately. We'll see you in Austin. Yep. Cool, All right, man. dude. Take it easy. Have a great night. Thanks again. All right, you guys too, man. Appreciate Later. it. Yes, sir. Oh man, so much fun. Uh, the, Max Gersh is one of those guys that I have had a chance to hang out with him a couple times in person, and it's always such a great time. He's such a jovial dude. He really is that happy in person, and it's just it's it it catches on, you know. And it's good to see some new talent at the front. I agree. You know, yeah. I mean, some of my favorites back there, you know, Destry and. <laughs> 
and Aaron and those guys, you know, my perennial favorites, uh, they're kind of fading now. And, of course, the Europeans are kind of gone. But it's good to see, of course, Brown is Brown. He's always yeah. going to be the mechanic up in the front, like the robot. But it's good to see some new talent uh, I would come it's, up. It's like last year, Colton Hager. Yes. I mean, the, the only those Lucas commercials he made were unbelievable when he's crawling up and down those buildings <laughs> yeah. or jumping yeah, those, those rocks. Yeah, back and, when he was on the I mean, that was, no, that was on the key, not, the, <laughs> not his current ride, but they were awesome commercials. Oh, I yeah. just would play those over and over and over again. But he was new talent last year. Uh, you know, Max is new, t- and a couple other guys are new talent this year. It's good to see. Yeah, coming up to the front like that, I really like it. It's, it's, it's good to see. I, I like seeing... And it, we've seen it last year. We've seen it this year. Now uh, we're getting uh, s- some interest in the new obstacles when it comes to endurocross. I like the fact that they're starting to put in the wooden wall feature a little bit more. Um, I feel like there's there's some other stuff that they could really take from you know, and that and that kind of wooden wall features from kind of the free ride mountain bike thing, you know, downhill and all that. I feel like there's more features there that they could kind of incorporate into endurocross that would be pretty cool. I don't see why they can't do. Some kind of really neat drop in the middle of the race. As long as it doesn't get ridiculous. Because if it gets to the point where a competitive rider winds up being a victim of just dumb luck. Well, they tried to do something really stupid uh, two years ago. They actually had a log that they had to duck under. Yeah. But, but the problem with that is, is I think when you're an enduro and that kind of just happens... You know, when it's a part of the trail, it's you're not rubbing elbows and all that kinds of stuff. But while they were while I was out there, they were trying to be aggressive around it. People were knocking their heads on it, and they're like, "Dude, somebody's going to get their head taken off." Like, or, or, yeah. So they were moving. So that's that's kind of one of those things where it's like, ah, it could be. It's it's a great idea because they're trying to change it up. It's not like Supercross feels like all the time where it's like jump, turn, jump, turn. Yeah, jump, but turn. look what they did this year. There's now only one guy left. Yeah, they can win this thing because they made the track so dangerous and and the guys get hurt. There's only one guy left. What kind of racing is that? The the thing about enduro cross is it's wonderful to put these bizarre obstacles in, but you can't make it to the point where the guys that are competitive lose out their whole season because of dumb luck in one stupid log that right. is ridiculous. Right. And I kind of thought that log turn we talked about with Max was one of those. The first turn where Brownie got the whole shot. The only reason he got the whole shot is everybody played bowling pins behind him. You know, I mean, three, four guys just went yeah, in. And that's and where they, Cody Webb kind of, he kind of stumbled a little, but then when he stumbled, he got clipped, and that took him down, and then right. he got stuck underneath that rock, and it was just kinda, But these are professionals. They do this for a living. Right. It's their, it's their living. It's their earning. They can't give up their profession for something stupid. Yeah. And, and some, it, I think some of the features in Endurocross are getting there. Where you have career-ending or at least season-ending um, mix-ups for guys, and they're professionals. You can't. You can't. But at the same time, we don't want NASCAR in the. Dirt. But we don't want NASCAR. No. <laughs> so it's yeah, it's that weird fine line where when they try a new feature, you got to go. Okay, they tried it. Hopefully, they learned that it might be good. It might be bad. Is it and fun? All that kind of stuff. So. Or is it dangerous? Right. And is it if all it's out there to do is create wrecks like NASCAR? We don't need that. We got go watch NASCAR. If all you want to see is a bunch of wrecks, go watch NASCAR. If you want to see racing, that's what dirt bikes are all about, racing, or at least they have been. And um, I think we're getting away from that. We're getting to be more of a NASCAR mentality, and maybe that's the media, maybe that's the television. But I don't want to see a bunch of these guys. They're not inside of this 
you know, twenty eight hundred pound armored yeah. vehicle. I think I think we get a, I, th- I think we might get a little bit of that feeling when it's indoors. That that kind of arena style because it it does when you're in that arena you're you're gonna bring in people that aren't just enthusiasts of the sport. You're gonna be bringing in people that they're that may be watching this for the first time, so they're kind of trying to to maybe keep it a little bit to a degree where they can kind of get it and understand it. But if you look at outdoor motocross, like I think that's still pretty darn pure in the sense of like not really. Um, trying to tame it down or, or, or make it crazy or make it difficult and all that kind of stuff. Doug Henry might not agree. But, <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah, I, and it, it's one of those things where it was, look at the look at the statement that Kevin Windham just made uh, in Cycle News, um, or that, that it was posted on Cycle News, and obviously it was posted on a lot of different websites, is, is talking about, you know, we've had a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of tragic deaths lately um, of extremely young talent um, it, within the ranks, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of kids on some kids on super mini, some kids that maybe should or shouldn't be on a 250F motorcycle. That beca- and so you know he kind of pretty much said, "Are these bikes too powerful? How are we going to look at this going forward? Because these catastrophic events need to stop." And again, you know that that may not be the race that's getting put on, but these are the bikes that the manufacturers have made. So how do you go to the manufacturers and say, guys, we're not racing on these motorcycles. Make them less powerful because these are hurting people. Now, again, I'm saying that if we, someone decides that is the case, how do you then change the sport? How do you change the bikes that are being produced to then change the series? You know, because look at what happened. We were the 125 and the 250 class. Now we're the 250, 450 class. All of a sudden, are we the 200, 350 class? Like the yeah. sport has followed what the manufacturers have decided to be made because the rules didn't catch up quick enough with the technology. From what a little bit I've understood of why we're kind of in that two fifty four fifty range. Um, so well, it took a four fifty to to really dominate the two fifty two stroke. The four hundreds. Remember, I mean, you and I were at the track in New Orleans, and yeah. when Doug Henry was just starting out, we were flagging that corner and we were watching him come through. He couldn't pull the two fifties. With the 400 Yamaha. He couldn't pull it. But do we also think that it was that the 400 then? Do we think that if they would have had time to tweak the same CCs, 400, that it would have... I mean, and this is a question. Do yeah. you think... I mean, I don't... Because you worked on that 400. You worked on the 426s. You've worked on the 450s. You know, is it just the CCs or is it also the technology advancement from that 400 to where we're at now? <laughs> Let's not even count what KTM came out with because that bike's amazing. But... Well, Yamaha is still one of the few people that got five valves per cylinder to work from from the get go. Yeah, I mean, my '99, I never had a valve problem. I I checked the valve clearance, and I rode this thing in Colorado 500s. And that was just because you thought windows. you needed to, not because thought, you had to. <laughs> you know, the bucket shim thing. And okay, after about three years, I had to change the buckets. Right. Not that I had to, but I was still in the range. I mean, Yamaha had that nailed from the beginning, the five-valve head. Um, it's still, okay, so now it points backwards instead of forwards. The well, they've gone to four-valve, too, in that, the, the, but, a couple but, years ago. But the, for, for reliability. Right. But the frame and everything and the suspension is so much better than it was back in 99. Yeah. I don't know that they raw horsepower is that much better. Well, it's a bigger engine. It's 450. Yeah. So it's going to make more raw horsepower, but that's what it took to really dominate the 250s, huh. the, the brap, 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 you know, the maxes of the, the world. The, the max noises of the world. Well, that's interesting, and, and I really hope 
that if nothing else, that this that what Kevin Windham said and what and, and what kind of you're saying maybe about some of the tracks and being too dangerous and stuff that 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 somehow this does start to affect the sport in yeah. that we can see change that is better for everybody. You no, know, I mean, how many like, people say the 450 is too strong? Boy, am I going to make some enemies here? It's okay. like gun control. Oh God. Okay. Bring it. Guns I guess. don't kill. People do. All right. It ain't the motorcycle that crashes. It's the person on the motorcycle under the conditions of the track. Right. It's not the bike's fault. The, the bike is a tool. The, that's all it is. Yeah. It, it's just a, it's like a helmet or a pair of boots. It just happens to be, or a horse. It yeah. just happens to be a horse that doesn't eat grass. <laughs> it doesn't and, think and make for green itself. spots in the highway. Um, it's, it's where the bike is ridden. It's the people riding over their head with the bike. Don't. Blame the bike and the horsepower in the bike. Blame the nutcase that connects the seat to the handlebars for riding over his head. Okay. I can take that one step further, kind of maybe following that direction, but a tad bit the other direction is say, but also, is the industry over-pushing our youth when they're on a 250 to speeds they shouldn't be trying to achieve on these bikes. Oh, look at all the kids in 250 that are hurt. Right. And so what I yeah, and so to your point where it's like sure the 250 is a tool, but when the when the industry itself is shaped to showcase these speeds, which it looks good. I wish I could go that fast. I can't. Um, and it sucks to say that, but it's just the truth. But with that being the the pinnacle, the it for a 13, 14, 15-year-old kid who's at this point on a 250F who maybe just came off of an 80, um, they're like, well, this bike can go faster. That means I need to go faster. Yeah. And, and that is where you, you're right. Like that kid should say, I, I need to be more controlled on this motorcycle because this motorcycle can hurt me. Or I can get more hurt on this stronger, faster motorcycle. Yes. But then the problem is, is they're like, I want sponsorships. I want to race for a career. And so what do you think? And maybe they have a father behind them going, eh, 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 like yeah. baseball and football yeah. dads. And so, yeah, it could go. Did your dad do that? Luckily, not with football or baseball, because <laughs> you saw how much I sucked at those pretty damn quick. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's pretty bad. But look at Europe, okay? They've got the 250-450 scenario. Yeah. But the tracks are safer. Mm-hmm. And, and, um. Well, they, do they have Supercross? I mean, they have indoor well, I, arena. I, they have more of an arena cross. Yeah, I don't right? get this. We don't get to see much of the other stuff, but I'm talking about the uh, world championship okay, type yeah. races. The tracks are safer. Now, they're nastier. Like they, they get slow muddier. them down. Yeah, they, yeah. they slow the bikes down with, they don't clean out the braking ruts. They don't clean out the ruts. They don't, you know, the, the, the faces of the jumps aren't manicured so that they can go 100 feet in the air. Uh, like they are in Supercross and even some motocross here. That slows the bikes down. Right. But do things to the track to slow the bikes down, you, and they'll be safer. Yeah. I mean, these. but I we've think- got to have a better way of evaluating if an individual is ready for a class that he's in. I think, they try, I think they're trying to do that with, again, I'm not by any means a Supercross media guy in all that kinds of sense, but I think that that's what they're trying to do with the Ricky Carmichael road to Supercross. But I hate to say it too, when a lot of people talk about that, they're kind of like, yeah, the road to Supercross, kind of like it's more about Ricky Carmichael's name getting out there more than it is about actually doing it. I'm not close enough to really know or to understand. I got to see what here in Dallas, what some of the people came up and no names, 
but some of the people who came up through the road to Supercross, how well they did not do. Yeah. They couldn't ride whoops. They could jump. Yeah. Because Enduro Cross, they jump all the time. That's all they have. Yeah. But a serious set or of whoops, Arena Cross, um, they don't have those in Arena Cross. Yep. They have, they certainly have timing things. And some of these kids just aren't ready. Interesting. And remember in Dallas, how many people were falling and getting hurt? Oh, yeah. In in the whoops because they couldn't handle it. It was it wasn't safe. They're intense. Standing in them scared the crap out of me. The 450s had a had a they were better because those are better riders. But the 250s were crashing all over the place. You, you know because we saw the whole day. Oh yeah. We didn't just see the the televised part. We were there for the the qualifying and, and I mean we saw at least a dozen people. You know, go farming, and then the whoops. And it, with that too, it's like you see some people come over that triple. They take that right hand turn, yes. and then they just go around the whoops. Yeah. And I'm like, I get yep. what you're trying to do. You're trying to practice other parts of the track without getting without Kill. crashing here. Yeah. But you got to do it. It's part of the track. Yeah. So I, I, in my mind, I'm kind of like, don't skip a part. That's you. J- that's almost a spot where you got to turn and keep doing it because well, you gotta you gotta get it. Even that double. How many times did we see the Asterisk medical crew come out and drag people off? The double the in the middle of the whoops? The, just before the whoops. Oh, the triple. The triple, yeah. Yeah, yeah just before where, where the 250s, they, they were, for a long time, they were singling those things. Yeah. Until finally a couple of the faster riders doubled them, and then more people figured out. But even some of the people that made the main never doubled that. Yeah. It's big. It's big. But what's a 250 doing out there? A kid that was on a one, you know, 100 or an 80... Six months ago. Yep. It's an interesting discussion. And then I hope, I hope everything we've said is viable. Um, I know that, you know, we, as we've said multiple times, we're enthusiasts of this sport. We, oh. He has obviously done it for a very, very long time. I've done it since I was five years old. I love this sport. I love riding dirt bikes. Obviously, nothing we've said is in any kind of real no- negative connotation. But at the same time, we want to see things continue. I have a oh, son yes. who I want to ride, you know, and in what, uh, what, what, Kevin or Kevin Stewart, what what uh, he was talking about is just like he doesn't want his son to ride, or he's thankful that his son doesn't want to race at this point in his career. And I'm like, man, I just want my kid to ride. I don't care about racing. But yeah, it, it's it's a concern now because I'm kind of like, well, that would suck, you know, to lose your son mm-hmm. to the sport that you love so much that you've had with your father, about Gary Bailey and David Bailey, right? You know, I mean, Gary Bailey was one of the people who started motocross in this country. I took his school in 1972. Nice before I got on the track for the first time learn things i still crashed and burned and tore up my right i watched his i watched his vhs tape i made you watch multiple 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 times yeah well let's go watch that again in rad so cool well we appreciate you guys for tuning in um again if anything we said makes sense if you enjoyed it please make sure you share it with your friends you can use all the different ways to comment and get in touch with us we'd really appreciate that um, Steven and I do have a new venture that is going to be starting this Saturday at the Franconia Brewery here in McKinney, Texas. So if you happen to be local, please grab a ticket. Come on out. If not, it will be on thepropertpint.co will be the URL. You can watch that show live. It's not a motorcycle show. It is a beer drinking show. We're going to be uh, at the brewery talking with the brewers about their process, how they got started, learning about them. Um, in, in a lot of the same fun format, though, that we do do here on Seat Time. So hopefully if you are into beer at all, you know about Franconia, you just want to check it out, please feel free to do so. We'd really appreciate it. They probably have Harleys anyway. 
We could only hope. We could only hope. <laughs> okay. So definitely Seat Time. You guys can check us out at our website, seattime.co. We are on the Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. You can find us on Twitter. We're at seattime underscore co. We're on Instagram as well. It's at seattime. Um, and if there's anything else new pops up, pretty sure we'll be on it and try to figure it out. Um, and remember, big, big thanks to Fly Racing, Stillwell Performance, and Kenda Tire for their support of Seat Time. If you've enjoyed anything here, please go to their websites or go to the local to your local dealer and try to purchase some of their products because obviously they're helping support the support the sport by helping us, and that means the world to us. So we really appreciate it. Um, Steven, what else? I think that's it. All right. So huge thanks to Max Gersten coming on. We will definitely that was definitely pull out some of those sound clips and put those together for everybody out there because I think we that's just put a, put a cam on his you know the uh, helmet camera helmet camera on him. yeah while he makes the brap noises yeah yeah see that would no that would be that would be live coverage no for sure <laughs> yeah. like okay so you're gonna ride the bike and make brap noises but we're not gonna mic the bike we're gonna mic you so he rides and then makes the noises that he thinks the bike would make. That's a practice lap. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. And then when he crashes into rocks, ah shit, we get to do a you know Michael Essie kind of video where the bike tumbles over and over and over. Or you mean where somebody's got a laser in his eye? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Laser gate. <laughs> Daytona. All right, guys. Thank you very much for being here. We really appreciate it. Remember, always enjoy a pintful of awesome. We'll be back next Tuesday where we'll get a chance to talk about Steel Creek GNCC and the fact that they canceled the you know the Texas Enduro. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah, I've got oh, well. I've got pictures of it. it. It was horrible. There were places, guys, where you would have been literally over your head in water. Oh, it was a river. There's there's just no. I got so. pictures. Go to the website. Go to the Napeg Way website. Look at some of the pictures. You didn't want to go there. Nope. It would have sucked. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Peace.